lot of that was I had to work through, I guess, my own standards of what is good in my life and what I want in my life, as opposed to external standards of what you should be doing, right? Those shoulds that cause way more problems than are ever helpful. Hi everyone, welcome back. I'm so excited to be back here with you, giving you new content, new episode. There is, There has been so much happening and I really appreciate your patience while I got the website up and running and the rebrand all sorted out. There's been lots of fun stuff happening here at the podcast, first of all. We have a new dedicated Instagram page at Peak Pyro Podcast. I'm sure many of you have already found us over there. And if you haven't, come on over and join the conversation, join the community. We'd love to have you there. While the podcast has been on hiatus, I also created a unique website that's the new home for the podcast over on peak-pyro.com. You can find the absolute best details about the podcast, including any discount codes that guests might may have given us. Those will be in the show notes. I wanted, and I want to hear from you. So on the website, I've added a couple of forms, one where you can submit your guest ideas. And for those of you who decide to join our mailing list, you will get advanced notice of upcoming guests so that you can get your questions in for them before we record. And last and certainly not least, I'm sure the eagle-eyed among you have noticed already, we have merch, all different kinds of t-shirts, sweatshirts, and even a coffee mug. It's super comfy, features the logo for Peak Pyrography. And this week over on Instagram, I'm giving away a piece of that merch. So head over to Peak Pyro Podcast and get yourself entered. And that is enough for right now on podcast news. There has been, like I said, a lot happening. Now for the guest that you've been waiting so long and so patiently for. Today's guest is Megan Robertson of Honeybee Designs. I loved talking with Megan. From her art to her social media imagery to her general presence, there's a calm and collected energy that exudes from her. I loved hearing about her view of life and her experience with people and social media. It was an incredible reminder that we get to choose what we see online, and it's not always up to the algorithm. There are great opportunities that exist out there to find support when we tailor our online presence to be exactly what we need it to be. Now from Megan, from wood burning to tea breaks to momming and everything in between, I was truly inspired by Megan and I think you will be too. Just tune in now and hear what she's got to say. Hi Megan, welcome on Peak Pyrography. I'm thrilled to have you here today. Well, thanks for having me, friend. Um, where are you joining us from today? I am on the currently sunny um, west coast of Canada, um, Vancouver Island. Um, I've lived here since I was, well, on the west coast since I was born, but on the island since I was five. So I pretty much like firmly claim um, island, you know, identity <laughs> here in so many ways. But yeah, Vancouver Island. You, you've got that like basically native, yeah, sunny, I, I'm uh, native that. to west the island. 100% and then Vancouver Island pretty darn close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, you are online at Honeybee Zines. Yeah. So people can find you on Instagram at Honeybee Zines or you've got honeybeezines.com. Yeah. So I've got or website, CA. Um, Facebook and Instagram are the same handle. TikTok is as well, but I suck at TikTok. So I mean, you can, <laughs> that'd be helpful. People wanted to find me there because that is not going as well as the other ones. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty consistently Honeybee Zines at all the different places. That's great. 
I I love I follow you on Instagram and I love your stuff. I love your style. Oh, thanks. Especially the like when I'm looking scrolling through my feed and I get to your picture, I always know that it's yours. And there's always such like a sense of calm about it. Oh, it means a lot. No, I hear that actually pretty consistently, which is really nice um, that there is. Yeah, I guess just some like continuity and how I come across out there. So that's a really nice thing. Yeah. How long have you been wood burning? It feels like forever, but really hasn't been, I guess, when you look at actual years passing. Um, I started when my youngest was probably about six months, um, and he will be five in August. So yeah, about four and a half years or so. That's great. That's great. And what keeps you coming back to it? Um, well, I've always liked to burn things, which makes me sound like a bit of a psycho, <laughs> but I, I think all pyros right, are that way. I have that inner, I like to burn things drive. There's just something about it. I've always, you know, camping with fire and my dad and, you know, all that stuff. And, uh, there's just something super satisfying about burning things and then you make art out of it. So, um, yeah, there's, it's just it's everything slows down because as you know, it's a very slow art form. Um, and so yeah. it's a really nice, um, just overall rhythm balance to my life. Um, cause my life is crazy and chaos for the most part, not bad, but just busy. Um, and yeah, when I, you've got three, you've got four kids. And... Yeah. Yeah. The oldest is nine. Um, the middle two are six. And then the baby, as I said, is almost five. Um, I guess halfway to five. Um, and so, yeah, it's just life is busy. And so when I sit down to burn, literally everything just stops and slows down. So it's a really good rhythm balance to my life. Yeah, I, I'm sure it would, there's a lot to balance there. Yeah, yeah. Many, many moving parts at like most of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so where did Honey Bee Zines come from? Um, well, the, my, I have little nicknames for all my kiddos. So my oldest is um, my little bug. Um, my second, because uh, the twins are 12 minutes apart. Um, and the older twin holds strongly to those 12 minutes. Those are very important 12 I, minutes. They're very me. important. Very yes. Important. Uh, he's my little cricket. And then um, my little girl is my little honeybee. So honeybee designs, mush together honeybee designs. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. I, I I call my oldest bug, and my yeah, my second one is B. Oh, so nice. I totally so get, get it. That then there's something about yeah those little nicknames. Hey, super cute. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what kinds of pieces do you like to burn? Mm, anything nature. I mean, um, I do a lot of nature inspired pieces. Um, so I love whales. Are definitely like my favorite thing. Um, so whales will show up a lot. Um, I do a lot of pet portraits. I wouldn't say that they're my favorite thing that if I want to, you know, if I'm creating something for me, I wouldn't necessarily sit down and do a pet portrait. Um, but I do really love doing them because each, um, pet is different and there's usually such, um, a significant emotional component to each piece too. So it's a really honoring experience to, um, be able to make a piece of art that has so much significance to someone, um, so I love the process of pet portraits, but I think for um, like my pure, I guess, selfish oriented creative inspiration usually comes from um, from nature, West Coasty things. I'll pretty much fall into that category pretty stereotypically and happily too, because I love all the West Coast things. 
Yeah, it's it's beautiful out there. I hear. I haven't made it there, but my husband's from the area. Oh, is he? Whereabouts is he from? Uh, he grew up on Vashon Island. Oh, neat. Very cool. Yeah, it's so not too far. Along, yeah, yeah, it's lovely all the all along the coast, along the um, coastline there. Do you have any favorite pieces that you've either uh, that you still have around or that you? sold since making yeah I have a couple I did see that in your little um listy things I was like okay good I'll pull those out because we're in the midst of packing right now for a move at the end of the month so like things are all over the place but this is actually accessible so I've got (laughs) things actually um yeah and let me get the view switched here so if anyone's listening only you can uh find us on YouTube and you can see some of these beautiful uh designs from Megan I'll try and describe them to for the audio listeners. Um, so I got these teacup cutouts um, from Woodpecker Crafts, um, and they do awesome cutouts. They do um, birch plywood, um, which is nice and thin. Wait, I should put it this way. Nice yeah. and thin. Burp, burp. There you go. Um, nice and thin, and it burns and paints beautifully. Like I was shocked when, because I think when you think of plywood, you think of, I don't know, I made my chicken coop out of plywood, right? So you don't right. necessarily yeah. think art canvas yeah um is the back side the same as what the front side was before you painted it yeah so it's just a nice flat yeah clean piece of wood grain um so it burns beautifully shades really easily um paints like takes to paint super well um i'm just switching things around so the two pieces here they're both teacup quite large um 12 12 inch um cutouts um, that I did, it was actually part of a three-part series. Um, one is a bear and peonies, um, and a salmon, um, with kind of like a galaxy background and then an orca, uh, with a sunflower and galaxy background. And then the third piece I did, this is sold at one of my markets, um, was an owl. Uh, and I don't remember what the flower was something that went with an owl. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I really, I thought that was a super, I like doing collections. So, um, I love doing that. Um, so and what kind of paints did you use for that? Oh, watercolor actually. Oh, those, the, the fill on that is so nice. Yeah. Well, these ones were the Artistro art supplies. Um, okay. And I really love their paints. Um, they don't break the bank in terms of money investment in them. Like I think they're on the cheaper side, honestly, I think maybe I can't remember like 30 bucks or something, um, for, for a pretty good size set. Yeah. For a really good size set. Um, this guy, Oh, just dropped things. Um, (laughs) 48. So yeah, so you got 48. This is exactly what I used in there. Um, so you get 48 pallets that last forever. I honestly don't even remember when I got that. Um, but they're super vibrant. Um, and they're the, um, what are like the little, not the, I'm not called bricks, but they're like the hard, you know what I mean? Like the, yeah, I don't know the brick, the non squishy tubey ones, right? The, they're like the pods or, yeah, oh, yeah or whatever they're called. That. I don't know. The ones that you don't squeeze <laughs> out of a tube, whatever the word is for that, they're that, um, I used to use the tube ones, but then I found out that I'm a horrible estimator of how much paint you actually need for things. And so I was ending up with way too much on my palette. And then like, you can rehydrate it, but it just doesn't work the same. And then I was getting irritated. So um, I find that the little 
fuck things work way better um just to make sure i'm not wasting unnecessary um paint there um but they work great and last forever um yeah so those are those are my go-to for the colors on the clothes for sure great and then do you put some kind of a finish on that? Yeah. So I'll spray acrylic and then um, a polyurethane brush on. Um, and that just makes a nice little, you can see a little like shine, but not, not too much. Um, I stick away from the matte. I don't like that myself, um, the matte look. Um, I'll usually do um, like the satin finish is my favorite. Um, but I accidentally put on semi-gloss from time to time and I have noticed a huge difference with the Verathane brand um but I usually prefer the satin finish if I can do and does that help to preserve the colors and yeah. preserve the burn from fading yeah it helps preserve I mean as long as you don't expose it to the sunlight because as you know sun's going to eat everything um but it just helps like from um I don't know like sticky fingers and just you know, just seals it in, protects it, you know, if something whacks up against it, like it just keeps it safe. And I just think it just gives it that finished look to it um, that I yeah. prefer. Um, and depending on like this doesn't, the um, birch plywood really doesn't change much in terms of color when you finish it. So um, it'll go like a titch, titch, titch darker than this, but really not. So it'll maintain um it's lighter wood color um because some woods can definitely darken um drastically when a finish is applied but the birch plywood doesn't really shift too much sure yeah Th those are so beautiful no i'm trying were, were you reaching for another one there um yeah there's another one here that's a favorite that has been requested a few times and that's this one here I'm trying to Little, yeah there we there go there we go that says i so survived because the fire inside me burned brighter than the fire around me that's right yeah and so this was i did this line drawing um so there's a line drawing of um a female form on the ground with um kind of fire watercolor coming up so again this is watercolor paint the artistro um kind of in like a galaxy sort of style um with a phoenix behind it and a torched background um, I, I had my, one of my kiddos take a picture of me, um, in that position. <laughs> and then I just drew a line drawing based on that. Cause I'm like, I was trying to do it. I just, my brain couldn't conceptualize what needed to happen to make that happen. Like that line drawing workout. So I was like, I just need you to take a picture of me. They're like, why? This is weird. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> What's going on, mom? But they're pretty used to me getting into weird things. So that. That's a really cool, I don't think I noticed the woman's form in the middle of it before when I was looking at oh, it. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. No, it's, it's one of those pieces where uh, different parts of it jump out a little bit more yeah. every time you look at it. Yeah. Oh, it was a fun one. It's a fun one to do. Yeah. So you've done that one a couple of times. Yeah. I've had it requested a few times because usually, I mean, the quotes, I'm a big word nerd. And uh, so I like to incorporate quotes too in the work that I do. Um, and so the quote for sure definitely struck a number of people. So I've had it, I don't repeat a lot of designs mostly because I get bored and I don't want to, but there's a few, <laughs> a few times that people have asked. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. This one I can do again. So I've done this one a few times. Yeah. And, and you've recently been working on a couple of, on a number of cribbage boards. Hmm. Yeah. So that's been fun with uh, my buddy, Rob. 
at uh, Hilltop Wood. So he lives really close to me. Um, and I used to, and still do make my own crib boards. Um, I just like drilling those holes, man, is the worst. Like It's so <laughs> horrible. I just like that. Like I have a drill press, so at least that's better than like hand drilling. Cause I've done that before too. And no one wants me to do that. It's a right mess. Like <laughs> I did a crib board table, um, for my dad for father's day. And it's like the running joke of like not only him but like my other wood guy friends who put the table together for me um they're like Megan were you drunk when you drilled this like what is the matter with you I'm like I know <laughs> the holes are like so uneven it was just like a mess so I was like I can't do this anymore so I did the drill press I just it takes forever to drill all those holes and so I stopped <laughs> advertising that I made crib boards because I just hated making the boards um and my buddy who has like a million CNC machines, he proposed that like he could send some crib boards my way and I could add art to them and then I could sell them and we'd split it. And I'm like, ooh, now that is a plan that I can get behind. So <laughs> we've um, done, I did that little set, um, that collection of three um, and then those sold. And then I've had a number of commission requests come out of those ones. So I'm just working my way through a number of those right now. So in general, do you make your own wood pieces that you, do you finish, you know, get them to the point of, you know, I used to, and then, um, like time wise, um, I'd rather spend the time doing the art on the wood and then just get wood from sources of people who that's what they do. So, um, I'd much rather collaborate and use, you know, just kind of work together with, with other suppliers that way. Um, and then I can use my time doing the art, which is what I prefer to do. Yeah. So where else do you get your wood from? Um, Walnut Hollow um, is a big one that um, you know, I, I used to be able to get it at a more cost economical way by my parents have a spot um, down in Washington across the border. And so I'd have them, I'd have Walnut Hollow ship their stuff to um, their place in the States and they would somehow get it to me <laughs> in a super legal fashion anyway um and and so that worked out much better because shipping to canada is like a nightmare and then there's um all of the you know our conversion and blah 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 um but it's worth it when i um you know if i can take advantage of a long hollow sale or something that i stock up and um so that's always a win um i love the woodpecker crafts um uh, Aspen Rustic Creations is also, I love their coasters. Um, rustic wood designs can be good for their ornaments. Um, sometimes their coasters are super wonky. Um, so I wouldn't recommend getting the bigger sizes if you're wanting to put something on it because sometimes it's a little wobbly. Um, but their ornaments are great. I get their ornaments. Um, and I do buck up my own here too because we get like, I'll do smaller rounds like cherry wood and um it's just a buck up is like with the chainsaw, buck, 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 right? <laughs> Chop it. Sure, like, yeah. He's <laughs> like, what are you saying? What are these words? Oh, they'd probably translate that. What are, what are um, these Canadian words? Are you, you saying weird things? You must be Canadian. It's a true story. Um, that, that's okay. And, I grew up north of Canada, so I... Okay, perfect. Cool. So you're weird too. I like it. Um, so I will do, um, depending on... What if I have? Oh, I do actually. Uh, 
so um, I got a friend of mine because, you know, as soon as people find out you're a woodworker or do anything with wood, they're like, I've got wood for you. And so they'll like randomly drop wood off at my property and whatever. So um, I have like these lovely little like cherry rounds. So these are really cute. Oh, for, like, those are beautiful. Aren't those lovely? So they're nice, like thick. Just Oh, that's the wrong side. There we go. That's the side I've sanded. There we go. Um, <laughs> yeah. So just like cute little like rustic-y pieces and cherry wood burns beautifully. I love burning on cherry. So I'll source a lot of cherry locally actually. Um, so yeah, like they're all just unique and like super cute. And like that one has moss on it. Like, ah, right. So what do you use those ones for? Uh, those are Christmas ornaments. So those ones were ones okay. I was going to do this year and then just didn't end up needing. So I'll just keep those um, and then use them for next year. And I'll do different west coasty little I do like snowmen and gnomes and all that kind of fun stuff and with the cherry it goes nice and deep and rich once you finish it so it's super beautiful and you I saw that you did a bunch of uh like family snowmen yes oh my god snow people ornaments so many like families into it was so hilarious into gnomes and penguins penguins were super popular this year it's so funny the things because last year it was gnomes sold out of gnomes made so many gnomes this year i had i guess this last so two years ago was gnomes this last year um i ended up with a lot of gnomes left over which is fine because i'll use them for this coming year but penguins people loved little penguins i made so many penguins like penguin families and I loved it when a family was like expecting a baby. So like the mom was pregnant. So I could do like a little penguin egg. And just, oh, <laughs> so cute. And do you, uh, do you make a whole bunch of them and then put names on afterwards? Or do you no, wait for I'll design the them to the family? And... Yeah, no, I'll design them. So they're like custom family portraits in like a penguin. So a penguin or a gnome. Yeah, or whatever they want. Right. So yeah, I'll find out. Okay, well, which, you know, older boy, younger girl. So I'll like make all the little things accordingly and all that fun stuff. So which is what I love to do because I'm not I've learned that I don't love stocking stores for um, for my wood burning because it's just the doing the same design over and over and over and over again is just not my jam. So there's other people who in my local area, not a ton, there's not a ton of wood burners, but there's a couple who they do that and they do it well. And, you know, I'm imagining they enjoy it more than I do. And so that's, that's <laughs> a happier thing. So I've got a couple stores that I'll stock, but I don't love doing the same design over and over and over and over and over and over again. So having those little nuances from family to family keeps even though it's the same design concept and I can do them pretty quick because you know you just get used to doing whatever um it having the nuances from family to family keeps it interesting and so I really love doing those they're so fun they they were so cute I saw that one I saw at least one of them with the egg and I was like oh that's so perfect so precious (laughs) Yeah, so they want to get another one done this year to like update their family, right? So now like the egg yep. is hatched, right? So it's super fun. That's that's cool. And those are just little ones, so they don't take a super long time they to burn. They don't take a long time. No, and they're and they're fun. They're just fun little um like they're not technically difficult. You know, it's not the same level of um difficulty as like um I don't know if you saw I posted the my most recent um pet portrait larger piece um with like the woman and the dog kind of like up on her chest sort of thing in the forest and so like there's pieces that require greater technical skill that are more stressful because you don't like there's more room for error in them 
Um, but those portraits are just, they're just fun. They're just fun. And, and how much of your work ends up being commissioned and how much of it is stuff that you and where you get to kind of decide? That's one of, another reason why I don't tend to stock stores is because I don't have time to make things that are outside of commissions. Like most of my things are, um, I usually go from commission piece to commission piece to commission piece. And then I try and squeak in um, if, I, if I'm preparing for some art shows, which I do a few. I don't do many because they're stressful to prepare for and make all the things for. Um, I'll squeak in those things in between. Um, but most, I'd say about at least 75, 25% is commissioned to just things that I just make. So that, that probably keeps you pretty busy between that and the kids. Yeah, it does. And that was the kind of the hope. Um, cause I had a really stressful, um, healthcare career for about 12 years. Um, and that was just becoming a bit unmanageable to balance that with the, you know, developmentally appropriate demands of my kids, right? I'd come home and yeah. they would need things. And I'd be like, why do you need things from me? Oh, right. You're four. And you probably should need things from me. Right. Oh, right. Um, and it was just like, I just didn't have it in me to, um, to mom after, you know, trying to support people who were suicidal and all these, you know, in extreme trauma states throughout the day. And so it was just too much where you'd been like caring for other people. And then you came yeah. home and you had to keep caring for yeah. people. And there was not enough and I'd burn and do self carry things. And I was going to the gym and eating well, like I do all the things, but there was just too much outpouring and there was not enough ability to replenish. Um, and then I noticed I was yelling a lot more and I'm like, okay, there's going to be some yelling component to parenting. Cause that's just like how <laughs> it goes. But the ratio of yelling to not yelling is really getting out of proportion into like unhealthy ways here. So, um, it was just kind of signs that I needed to change. So, um, about a year ago, um, stepped out of healthcare, um, and then gradually kind of had to titrate that down. Um, but then, yeah, I was able to build up, um, my art and tea so that I am busy enough to be able to maintain this. And I think I'm a better version of myself, um, because of it, which is kind of, I think the goal, hopefully to try and be yeah, our best hopefully. version of self, whatever that, whatever that shakes out to. Um, but I think I'm a better version of myself now, which is kind of a nice thing. And, and less stressful and just easier yeah. to be gentle with yourself and with everything every other aspect of your life yeah and like sometimes I have those moments of what did you do today well what did I do I like burned an octopus you know <laughs> like, that took five hours so I have like maybe those more like existential like what am I doing with my life sort of because we have those I think societal pressures to you know, be contributing members of society and, you know, da, 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 da. And there's a certain amount of, I found identity shifting going from a healthcare career where, you know, I'm a this and I'm doing good in the world. And like, it was very concrete and like obvious. And then shifting into more, you know, ambiguous entrepreneurial, you know, endeavors, there's an identity shift that came with that. So um, a lot of that was I had to work through 
I guess, my own standards of what is good in my life and what I want in my life as opposed to external standards of what you should be doing, right? Those shoulds that cause way more problems than are ever helpful. Um, and that it is okay that I just burn an octopus for five hours. Like, that's okay. That I did. <laughs> like, I was thinking. That that's I could, amazing. Right? That's amazing that I burned an octopus. So, you know. And everybody working in, in healthcare, I in that old profession is probably sitting there going, I wish I had burnt, spent the whole day burning an octopus. <laughs> well, I hope not everyone because we need healthcare people to keep doing their jobs. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I just did my stint for 12 years. So I feel like I deserve a bit of a shifting in my life. So, <clears throat> so yeah, now I do, I art and it and, um, you know, I just had to kind of work through that. It's okay that that's my job now. Um, yeah. So. Well, and you've mentioned it a little bit here, but you've got honeybee designs, which is your wood burning. And then you're also the little tea peddler. Yeah. Yeah. And so and that, you, you're making, creating teas and custom teas and things yeah. like that. And so it's super, it's, it's another way to be creative and um, just as a, you know, an, a business adjunct to the wood burning, which is um, a pretty slow art form, you know, I'm not just you know, whipping off pieces after piece after piece. As you know, it takes a long time. So to have um, a consumable product that is far quicker to replenish at higher volumes um, is a really great offset to the wood burning. If I'm doing markets, I'll often do both. And people are used to me just being both. So I'll just show up with like an assortment of things and, oh, it's just Megan doing whatever she's doing over there. So, um, so that's worked out real great because I'm the person behind both businesses so it hasn't come into an issue with market operators because it's not like two people that are sharing a booth right like I'm the same human I'm just combining both selling two different products yeah so it's worked out super great um and it's just a different it's just different it's fun and it's creative in other ways which is always nice and yeah so and tea is awesome so it is it's it's the best (laughs) it is the best (laughs) Yeah. Um, so how do you, I mean, between the, the kind of creating the tea idea and the burners, what wood burning, what inspires you or what, what gets, where do you get your ideas for projects? Well, a lot of, I mean, a lot of my ideas for the wood burning comes from commission pieces. And that's one of the things I really like about commissions is it gets me doing things I wouldn't necessarily think to do myself. Um, so that's super neat. Um, I'm also, I think we mentioned very just inspired by nature. Um, and I've been fortunate to grow some relationships with some really awesome photographers. And so when they post a so photo, you can get their reference photos yeah, that I can use a reference photo. And it's, oh, I really like that snake. Can I burn your snake? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, <laughs> it just, it's, we've made some, I've made some really great relationships with photographers. And so, that's been awesome. Um, sometimes, um, sometimes I don't know, just like trucking along, an idea will pop in your head. And so I find that that happens to me sometimes too. It's like a little download. Um, but a lot of nature, right? Being um, like, I find I'm a really big multitasker. So I'll be, which is, has its pros and cons. So I'll be doing something. <laughs> and then my mind will also be like thinking about, you know, different project ideas and stuff, which then I think increases my klutziness in the world because then I'll like trip over a table or something, right? Cause I'm not actually paying attention 
attention to what I'm doing. <laughs> but it also helped because then I'll solve, you know, how am I going to do this in a piece? And I'll just kind of be like spinning on that and then I'll figure it out while I'm living my life. And then, like I said, I'll like fall over a table or something because I don't actually see that table as I'm walking by it because I'm thinking about this and I'm doing this and then I don't see that, right? So pros and cons. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What kind of tools do you like to use? Mm, I'm a razor tip fan. So um, I started off with the um, Walnut Hollow Versa tools. I think many of us have done. Um, and that was great. I think it's a really good learning tool. Um, and you can also do a lot with it. Like there's a lot of art. There's a couple artists who do bananas things with like I don't want to say overly clunky tool, but a clunkier tool in comparison to some of the other alternatives. Right. Um, and they can do some right. crazy things. So, um, so yeah, I started off with that and then went to a razor tip, um, the SSD 10 model. Um, okay. and then I shift it over here. Um, got the razor tip SL three. So that's this guy here. Doopa doopa doo. Here we go. That guy. So it's the newer one with the bears on it, if you're wondering. Um, <clears throat> and it's great. It gets stuff a lot hotter than their SSD 10 model. Um, and so that that I find really helpful. I still wouldn't say I crank that sucker too high um, because I don't like to get scorch marks. And I don't like I don't tend to burn at a high heat a lot of time. Um, but there's definitely been some projects where I wanted to and couldn't get hot enough on um, on the SSD10 model. So this one certainly gets hotter, which is nice. Sure. Um, and then we talked a little bit about colors and finishes that you use. What kind of surfaces do you like to burn on? You talked a little bit about you've been burning on birch yeah, and cherry. I, yeah. So cherry, maple, basswood, birch, plywood, not birch rounds. I hate birch rounds. They're horrible. <laughs> They're like, so What's brutal. the difference? Um, it's just how it's cut. Um, Jen at North Star Pyrography would be a better source. I mean, I've even talked to her about that already, about the difference between those two, but just how it's cut lengthwise versus like round wise. I don't have the language yep. that's correct on that one, but um, the way that the grain goes, it's far less, um, it's softer. I find one way versus the other way. So a birch round can be quite hard and hard to get harder to get detail, slower burning um, and just irritating. Um, but birch plywood is great for, again, whatever wood science reason. Um, but yeah, I'd say that maple cherry are my favorite local wood options. Um, what else I like? Arbutus is lovely too. I don't know if you have Arbutus where you are. Arbutus burns really nice too. It's hardwood, so it burns slowly. Um, but it's a beautiful wood as well. Um, that's about it locally. That's probably about it, honestly, that I would seek out actively. Um, we have a lot of pine and cedar here, which are like such jerks. I hate those woods so much. They're <laughs> like anything but like throwing on an actual fire. Um, I've had to do a few things on there. Just like I hate life the whole time I'm using them. <laughs> just like the worst. Uh, but yeah, so I don't, I definitely don't gravitate towards those ones. So yeah, probably maple and cherry are my favorite for locally. And then the basswood, uh, basswood and birch ply. And then actually the aspen from Aspen Rustic 
creations are also really great. Um, the um, Sour Wood from Rustic Wood Supply has its pros and cons. Um, I tend to do most of my pet portrait ornaments on it um, because they cut it thin enough that I can send it shipping wise for the cheaper shipping fee. Most of the other um, wood rounds are too thick to fit through. We call it like the slot of doom, right? So here in Canada, I don't know if it's the same thing in the States, but if it fits through, if it doesn't fit through this like little slot um, of like size requirements or whatever, then it's like an extra $10 to ship the thing. So I try and like get it through that tiny little slot, which the rest of the size, <laughs> I know like consistently fits through that little thing. That's cool. Right. Secrets of the trade, right? You just figure out. Your uh, absolutely. Yeah. You figure out what, what works and how to make it, make yeah. it work best for you. The basswood rounds, the ornament rounds from Walnut Hollow do potentially, it depends on how well you wrap them around there and how willing the postal worker is to like cram it through the slot. So there's a lot of variables <laughs> with that particular situation. Yeah. That, that, I, I can see how that can make or break a, a project or a, yeah, a cost. It's, it's only if, like, usually I can estimate, I mean, that's where I think a lot of, and again, it might be different in the States, but it um, it is a pretty big factor in if you're going to lose money, uh, essentially, on a project, is if you don't, act, you know, estimate shipping properly. So um, you just want to get that sorted out or else you could be out some money that otherwise you wouldn't have. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And the pricing is always a sticking yeah. point. Yeah, oh yeah, pricing. That's been like a learning curve over the years for sure. To make sure that you're not in that situation of losing money. Yeah, and also just like valuing your work too. I mean, that's the other thing. Um, valuing and pricing accordingly is is definitely been a learning curve. For sure. Um what what's happening in the background when you're creating oh um oh it's so funny i i've never really ironically because we're having this conversation right now i've never really gone into podcasts and just strictly auditory um things um i need to, i like, i should get into it more because it would help for like driving and stuff too um, but I like having a visual component, even if I'm not watching it. So I'll just watch, you know, I'll go binge whatever, um, usually lighthearted comedy, right? I'll like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I'll do like The Office again, you know. I'm going through Superstore right now. For the, right for the now. millionth time. Right, for the millionth time. I'm watching Superstore for the first time right now. Have you ever seen that one? I haven't seen that one, it's no. It's actually funny, because I remember I tried it um, a while ago, and I was like, uh, that's stupid, but the, um, you just need to push through, like most shows, right? You push through. Like most shows, you got to get through that first season. You got to get through that first season for them to figure things out. And actually, it's quite hilarious. So I'm on that right now. Um, yeah, so I'll kind of rotate through, um, you know, more just like lighthearted things you don't have to pay attention to closely, right? So it is more background noise, but yeah, usually some series of some kind I'll have playing in the background. That that beats listening to children screaming. Yeah, well, I only tend to do this when the kids are not around because it's just not a compatible, anything but momming is not usually a compatible activity. Although they do like helping with the tea because I use a vacuum sealer, so they find it hilarious to use that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they love yes. that. They're all over that. 
and uh, so they'll usually help them they'll help me with the tea um but they can't really help me with the burning so <laughs> i usually only no, not, um, not, the, not yet not yet not yet um the older three are in school monday to friday um and then the youngest is in preschool or at the grandparents tuesday wednesday thursday so those are my primary work days are tuesday wednesday thursday basically. sure that makes sense that makes sense well let's take a real quick break here and we'll be right back sounds good And welcome back. We're here with Megan from Honeybee Zines. So Megan, you touched on this a little bit at a couple of times of, of what you do to take care of yourself and, and for some self-care. What kind of things are you working on actively right now to, to take care of yourself amidst the two businesses and the kids? And All the things. Everything else. All the things. Um, well, I try and um, I'm I'm a gym goer because um, I like to leave my house and all the things and then I don't have to do anything but be at the gym. And so I leave my phone in the car. I just am there. So that's probably the only time in my day that um, that I don't have various inputs. Right. So like sensory things are at a relative minimal, you know, quantity. Um, and I go at, um, dark o'clock in the morning. So I'm there for, for like five. Um, and so it's quieter. And, um, so that, that's definitely been something that's been critical to, um, me starting my day off well. Um, so that, um, what else do I do? Well, I try and, um, like I try and sit down <laughs> with a tea at some point in my day for at least, you know, five minutes, which really doesn't sound like a lot of time, but sometimes that's all I need to stop the like next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing that my brain can do and body can do and life can do. Um, so yeah, I sit down usually, <clears throat> it's my afternoon tea time usually, um, you know, when the kiddos are home from school and um, they've had busy days, so they're just, um, they just retreat like trolls into our downstairs and they're watching whatever they need to decompress after their busy day at school. Um, and my oldest is usually sitting up on the couch because he doesn't like the baby show. So he's usually upstairs. And so I'll take my team to sit with him and just like sit for five minutes before, um, you know, rush into the dinner and, you know, the bedtime routine and all of that stuff. So that's pretty important. Um, I'm really fortunate to live where there are trees everywhere. So, um, I make sure to get outside and notice that, oh, the air is fresh out here. And uh, it was like little, little breaks, I guess, mentally, um, from, like I said, the, you know, the next thing, next thing, next thing, thing that we can get swept up in. Um, I think having really good community supports is also really important for my self-care. So I'm really fortunate to have made, um, a lot of really great pyro friends and different, um, you know, small shop maker, creative friends. And so just having those connections, I find really, um, just, I don't know, balancing in my life and, um, you know, so that's been great. You know, I think social media has the potential to be extremely negative and, um, you know, filled with all sorts of not so great things. 
Um, and I also think it can be a super positive, awesome experience if curated intentionally, right? So, you know, I scan through every once in a while, like, who am I following these days? Because Instagram is showing me no one. Why are there all my friends, you know? So I'll like scan through and just make sure like, who have I not seen their stuff in a while? Um, I have like a fair number of people that I'm following, but I know them all, you know, like to some degree or another, like I know when I see that name, I know what they do. Right. So, um, I think that's important, you know, to curate my social media feed with intentionality. Cause then every time I go on there, it's not bad stuff. It's only good stuff. I'm like, Oh, that's what this person did. And Oh, I love that. And Oh, this person's so great. Right. So um, so that's a big part of my self-care, I think, is just being intentional with what I'm and, and exposed to. With that with that social media also not letting the comparison bug sneak in there. Yeah. Well, that took like, I don't know, four years of therapy to sort myself out for that whole thing. <laughs> so like that was like not maybe the easiest hurdle to get over because our society is primed to compare right? Like we're always like yeah. looking for the next better thing. And oh, this person's better over here and buy this product because your life will be better, right? So there's so many aspects of our society that just prime us from such early ages to compare ourselves to other people. Um, and we never come out on the positive side of that comparison. We're always less than, so then we're striving to be better than, and then that's a vicious cycle. So um, yeah, I think, you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with looking at what other people have and then thinking, okay, I really like that. What about that do I like? Well, I like that about this. So how can I get more of that in my life? Right? So you can look and see what other people have. That's not necessarily about or what other people are doing. That's not a bad thing. But it's see how can I take like, what is it about that that appeals to me? And then how can I make that more me in my life, right? What's my, my spin on that? How can that show up in my life more? And then it's not about comparison anymore. It's just about life, you know, expansion or turning it into what we want it to be. Um, so yeah, my, That's I think brilliant. my social, what's that? <laughs> That's brilliant. I love that. I'm going to listen to this part over and over. And over. <laughs> Preach, <right? laughs> She's on a tear now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, I don't know. So it doesn't have to be a comparison thing. It can just be a, a source of inspiration. And then how can I apply that in my life? So um, I guess for me, because I've, you know, intentionally made it so my social media is actually quite grounding and quite balancing and self carry because I don't have room for crap that isn't. So uh, <laughs> I just don't. There's no, yeah. room for that. there's no time for that. Um so yeah, but that, like I said, that's been like a life process of coming to that point. Um, also, I think something just magical happens after you pass like 35 or just like, I don't care about the things anymore. I'm just going to do the like my <laughs> thing and then it just all works out. So plus, like as I said, there is something about getting to that point where you're like, I got the confidence. I can do this. I can, yeah. I can do me now. Yeah. And then like, you know, prequel of like four plus years of therapy to sort throughout all the other things that were getting in the way. Right. But, I mean, you know, like whatever. Therapy's always good. <laughs> whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, so I'd say those are the main things. Um, yeah. And so those are the main things I do for self-care. Those are, those are great things for sure. <laughs> 
right, we're going to shift gears here a little bit and play my favorite game Ooh. on Peak Pyrography, and that is The Deserted Island. Ah, so nice. I'm going to ask you as a, as a wood burner um, or, or as, as Megan, if you are <laughs> on a deserted island uh, and you're left there with one type of wood, one burner, one nib, and then one extra item, what okay. would those things be? So we'll start with what kind of wood are you burning on? Okay. I would probably pick basswood because it's the most versatile, I would say. So I'm going to go with that. So I'll go with basswood for wood. And then a burner. Uh, my razor tip. My razor tip, uh, whatever it is, SL3. That's the one. <laughs> uh, and then what kind of nib would you be using? Okay. I would probably use... I'm going to switch over here. So I'm terrible at remembering what they're called, but I feel like it's the small shader. I'm trying to bring it up to the Yeah. Hey, yep. look at me go. I did that in like an actual fluid motion. Look at that. <laughs> um, so this guy. So it's like flat on the bottom and then roundy on the tippy top there. Um, and I do most with this. And then I have a bigger version of that one. So same idea flat and then round on, on the top. Um, but I would probably bring the little one because it's the most like the bigger pieces would be a pain in the butt to do with this, but I can do all things with <laughs> this one. So that, whatever that is called. But if you know. only had one, that's the yeah, one. If I had use. to pick one, it'd be whatever this is called, which I can't actually remember, but this in my yeah, hand right now. It, it's <laughs> little which is actually shader. Burnt. Oh my gosh. I'm noticing that right now. There's like a burn mark on there where I burnt it with something else. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then what, what would be one extra item that you would take with you? Oh, aside from gin. Cause if I'm on a desert Island by myself, I need to have a nice <laughs> gin with me. Uh, what would I take my dog? If I can like, obviously like you take your family and your kids and all that stuff. Like, obviously if we take that out of the equation, I miss my dog. Right. I miss my dog. Oh, Roxy. I'd have to take my dog with me. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and then I like to have a moment here of shout outs and communities. So who are three accounts that you think everybody should be following? Oh my gosh. So, I mean, and this, this could be wood burners or not wood burners kind of up to you. Yeah, I think that this like, oh man, I would encourage following. I don't even know. There's so many. And that's the kind of goes back to my like rant, uh, rabbit trail rant about the intentionally curating your social media feed for it to be the things that uplift you. Right. And so having Absolutely, that be yeah. things, I would say like we're burning in art related, but also outside of that, um, like I love following um, Charles Mackesy. He's this artist out of the UK who does the, it's like the boy, the mole and the horse or whatever. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but his stuff is just so like genuine and uplifting and just lovely. Um, so that's a huge, big fan for, you know, I love him. Um, and yeah, just things that are outside of art. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else other than that. Um, yeah. Things that are just outside of art and get you thinking outside of yourself and out of, you know, the little sphere that we can tend to live in. Um, so whatever pulls us out of that, um, you know, I encourage more of that because if we get too pigeonholy, I think on, you know, only seeing wood burners or only seeing like one thing, then I think we lose potential inspiration sources. So. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And and do you have one tip or trick that you think is super valuable and everybody should know? Um, I mean, the, the biggest one, I mean, is sand your wood, no matter what it is, sand it. Um, cause I look back at some of my like first pieces, which are always garbage. Oh my gosh. It was one of my biggest, <laughs> my biggest encouragements to new wood burners. The, gonna, they were like, you were so proud of them. They were like the you best so pieces because oh they're the, gosh. Like, you give them to your family for Christmas and they're like, thanks. And it's like this piece of crap. And like in the retrospect, it's like, and I pulled out, oh my gosh, it was so funny for Christmas. And um, we were playing with the Christmas decorations. I pulled out some of the old ones that I had done. Like the first, first ones didn't sand the wood. I didn't even erase the freaking pencil off of the way. So it's like, you can still see the stupid pencil on like, oh, it was so bad. I don't think I finished them. It was just like a mess. Um, so I guess from that, like growth is always possible. So um, your first pieces are going to suck and that's okay. Like accept that now. That, that's what you have to start there. Yeah, Everyone you have to start there. at suck. And then you can only improve from the level of suck. <laughs> you can only get better from there. Um, so I guess that's it. Like be patient with your learning process because there's a learning curve to everything. And wood burning, there's a big one. So um, be patient with your process. You can only get better. Um, and sand your friggin' wood would be probably <laughs> my two points of encouragement. Yes. Very, very good. Both, both of those are very valuable. <laughs> what, what big things do you have coming up? Are there any journeys that we can follow you on? I know that in the fall, you're going to, you, you've been a co-host for the Shades of Autumn challenge. Yeah. Um, well, I think the biggest thing, okay, there's a couple of things. Um, I'm going to be doing, um, um, the Save the Bees art challenge again with um, Betsy at Betsy Bee Studios and um, at Jen DiRenzo. And there's a, like a whole crew of us that um, are doing it. It's super fun. Um, so that's coming up in June. And so that's a five week um, challenge. We've got a bunch of different um, like sponsors for the weeks and all sorts of fun giveaways. And that's going to be a really fun challenge. Um, so each week is themed by one bee pollinator. So you've got your bees, your butterflies, your birds, your bats, and your other bugs. Um, and so each one of us, there's five of us, uh, take a week to co-host and so, and do like facts and learning and raise awareness for pollinators and, um, all sorts of fun stuff. So that's coming up in June, uh, which will be super fun. And then, um, art shows in the summer, probably, and then, yeah, I imagine Elena and I um, at Sweet Peach uh, will be doing Shades of Autumn. Um, she'll probably she's far more the um, like organized part of our dynamic duo. Um, she'll be like, Megan, we need to talk about this. I'm like, okay. And so she definitely indicates <laughs> that organization process. But yeah, I'd imagine we'd be doing that in the fall again because that's super fun. Uh, yeah, I think those are the main things. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to watch those and follow you and see more stuff that you're creating. Thanks. I always love seeing your pieces. Oh, thanks, friend. Um, and thank you for coming on today. Well, thanks so much for having me. It was super fun. This has been really fun. I happy to have the this time to chat with you and to see your face. And, oh yeah, I mean, and, it's so nice to go a little bit deeper with you than you can see in Instagram stories or posts. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. Well, thanks again for having me. It's been super neat. All right. Well, thank you. 
Unique Pyrography is produced by Fetty Studios and Justine Fetty. Our producer and sound engineer is Kevin Fetty. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can share your comments on today's podcast or suggestions for the future on Instagram at Peak Pyro Podcast or via email at peakpyrography at gmail.com. That's P-E-A-K-P-Y-R-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y at gmail.com. Until next time, keep creating. I can't wait to see what you make next.